Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I, uh, I just want to give a little bit of an update on something that we've uh, we've had brewing for a little while. Uh, eagle-eared uh, listeners <laughs> will uh, maybe remember that in a, a previous intro, uh, a little while back now, I must admit, <laughs> I uh, announced that we'd be recording a very special D&D one-shot uh, with listeners on our Discord server. Uh, well, we finally managed to get that organised, and uh, we had a really great time recording it this past weekend. Um, the episode itself, I think, is probably going to be going up on the feed around about the time that we hit uh, episode 100, so in a few weeks' time from now. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a super fun time. Uh, I was joined by three great players, uh, Sharona, who's the voice of the computer on Frontier, uh, Klepto and uh, Jeff, uh, names that you might recognise as question submitters from our Q&A episode recently. And uh, yeah, it was just yeah, it was great to jump back into our the homebrew D&D setting of uh, Valana. Uh, so much fun, in fact, that I, I don't think this is going to be the only listener special that we end up doing. It was just a, it was a great time. Um, basically then, all of this really to say, if, if you want the chance to maybe play some games with us, uh, come and join us on our Discord server. Um, I know we mention it a fair amount, but it's, it's really become kind of our main hub for all sorts of podcast-related and uh, well, non-podcast-related, I guess, activities and things. Uh, there's a direct invite link to the server on pretendingwithdice.com as well as in our Twitter bio. So, uh, so yeah, come and come and join us. Uh, all right then. Um, so, I think without any further ado, it's time to get into today's episode. Enjoy. So, Murphy has gone to meet the captain at the airlock. Uh, Johnny has gone to hurriedly put on a uniform. Uh, Irila... Yep. Kind of looks down at herself as like, um, maybe a fresh uniform would, is not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or are you also still in your dress uniform <laughs> the night before, or did you change into, like, working clothes when you got back to sleep? I imagine, I imagine she's probably got changed at some point during the night. Yeah. But you've yeah. kind of been napping wearing this uniform and things and, and yeah. stuff. And, yeah. Like, Doesn't hurt to freshen up. Okay. Um, well, we, uh, ooh, we've got two, two groups to jump between again. Who do we go with first? Um, I think we were, we were going to follow Murphy, weren't we, to the, to yeah, the captain? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, Murphy, you, uh, you head to the ship's airlock uh, where you find uh, Captain Collins waiting for you. Uh, he doesn't look impatient or anything like that, and uh, looks up and uh, nods as you approach. Ah, Murphy, uh, thank you for coming. Um, uh, this briefing was supposed to be for Ray, uh, Talyn, and I, and, uh, well, our opposite numbers on the other ships, but uh, I appreciate you stepping in on such short notice. 
course, sir. Uh, a team from the uh, the Daystrom Institute will be in attendance to go over some of the more in-depth uh, scientific aspects of the voyage. Um, I know that's not really your department, but uh, I'll try. I'll 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 take as much a lot of notes, sir. Good. I'm sure Commander Ray will uh, appreciate that uh, once he's back on his feet. Yeah, as soon as soon as Ray's better, I'm sure he'll be he'll be straight on it. Hmm. All right. Uh, shall we? Yes, sir. Okay, so he leads the way off of the Tenzing and um, through the uh, into the not not into the same section of the the uh, of Deep Space Three that you went to for the reception uh, into a more kind of um, working Starfleet area rather than the sort of reception areas where the where the party was held. It, this is more into this kind of uh, like the staff staff corridors kind yeah, of thing, where yeah. it's like the it's more the behind behind the behind the scenes yeah. sort of working working areas of the station rather than mm-hmm. um is it, yeah not not quite as fancy um you uh, you shortly arrive outside a pair of uh, double doors uh, with a uh, sign reading main auditorium there's a couple of security officers uh, standing guard outside they look fairly relaxed but they're you know they're to attention uh, commander Talin is waiting for you ah captain lieutenant commander murphy i was not expecting you Sir, I'm afraid uh, Lieutenant Commander Ray is uh, in sickbay. Um, I'll come along and just uh, take more notes for him and offer any assistance I can. Of course. All right then, Commanders, uh, let's head in. Collins uh, leads the way into the auditorium, uh, a fairly large room, uh, which as you enter, you can see is laid out in a sort of amphitheater design, um, rising rows of seats uh, arranged around a uh, central platform, uh, which looks to have a sort of podium and a uh, a built-in hollow project unit of some sort uh, placed on it. Uh, it's not full to capacity in here by any stretch. You know, it's, it's a pretty big, uh, pretty big chamber. Uh, but there are several groups of officers uh, arranged around in the seats, as well as a few uh, civilian scientists and uh, other officials. It looks like uh, seated in a central position, however, uh, is a row of six other Starfleet officers, uh, some of whom you may recognise from the party. Uh, these are the captains, first officers, and science officers of the Nelson and the Auckland. As you make your way in, I mean, there's still some quiet conversations going on throughout the room. Uh, people are just sort of generally waiting for the briefing to start. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a lecture almost, and like a, a presentation of like what they know so far, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And where where they're going to be focusing their areas of study and what the overarching mm. uh, aim of the mission is. Yeah. Collins uh, leads the three of you to uh, sit next to the command crew of the USS Nelson. Uh, the Nelson's captain uh, stands up to greet Collins as he does so. Uh, you haven't met her personally before, Murphy, uh, but she's a she's a human, uh, mid forties, uh, brown hair tied back. Uh, she shakes Collins' hand in a rather formal way. Captain Collins, Captain Richards, uh, good to see you. Did you uh, did you enjoy the reception last night? Yes, uh, I. We did. Thank you. 
They sit down, and uh, you just catch the Nelson's first officer, a, a Betazoid female, uh, quickly looking back and forth between the two captains, uh, with a sort of slightly wide-eyed look and a, and a slight smirk uh, for just a second before they compose themselves, <laughs> poker face, fully in place, but I, I, maybe not fully hiding the smirk in time for you to not catch it. <laughs> Barbie is just gonna grin and, and just try and like try and like hide it a bit. <clears throat> Okay, so uh, Talyn uh, takes a seat uh, next to the captain. Uh, you're sitting down next to her, I take it. Yep, we just pull up my pew and mm. take a seat and take out a pad and you know, just kind of casually keeping an eye on the Betazoid and and because I can. I, I, Murphy's probably clocked on to the fact that she's probably aware of what's going on between the two captains and Murphy's like, gossip? Yeah. <laughs> there's clearly, yeah, there's there's some, there might be some gossip happening here. Obviously, Filing that information yeah. away for later for Ray when he wakes up. <laughs> Ray. When you, were, when you were unconscious, man. It all happened. Out. You missed it. You missed it. <laughs> they're, they're acting very professionally towards each other now, let's just say. It's gossip for the for yeah, the crew. Gossip it's gossip for the crew. For the crew. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're not waiting too long uh, before the lights dim in the uh, amphitheater and Admiral Holt steps up to the podium. Uh, he uh, he taps the mic a couple of times before starting. Well, looks like we're about all here. Uh, I want to welcome you all to Deep Space Three for the start of what promises to be a historic endeavor. He presses a button on the podium and uh, the hollow projector hums to life and projected into the air above the central platform is the Starfleet insignia and next to it, something that you haven't seen yet, a, uh, a mission badge for the expedition. Uh, it's uh, circular and features silhouettes of the three expedition vessels on a background of blue stars. Uh, text around the badge reads Bermuda Cluster Expedition 2378 Tenzing Auckland Nelson. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I want to begin by thanking our colleagues from the Daystrom Institute for spearheading this initiative. Indicates the uh, the small group of civilian scientists um, who are sat in one of the the rows to his left. There's a sort of polite round of applause from everybody, but more in a kind of like, okay, we're, we're all at a conference together, sort of thing. <laughs> like, I want to welcome to the stage sort of this sort of feeling about it. There's not like a, yeah, Daystrom Institute kind of <laughs> response. One guy in the back with a foam finger on. Um, it's not a party college then. <laughs> yeah, all they do is particle physics and they put that to <laughs> use in coming up with new cocktails. Dr. Norman will uh, start with your presentation, I think, if you'd like to come up. The uh, the lead scientist stands up. This is a human, uh, human man. He looks a little bit older. He looks to be ooh, mid-60s. Oh, it's tough to gauge. Steps forward and says, uh, uh, "Thank you, Admiral. Um, it's glad. I'm glad to uh, finally meet you. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, meet you all. Uh, my apologies for not being able to attend last night's reception. Um, my uh, transport was uh, sadly delayed." And he presses a button on the um, on the control panel, and the, uh, the the expedition badge and the Starfleet logo uh, disappear to be replaced with what you know is a representation. In uh, in three D of the um, the Bermuda Cluster itself. There's, uh, well, here is our here's the object of our um, expedition, the uh, the Bermuda Cluster. I, I'm sure you all uh, read the initial briefing. We were given uh, when this uh, 
in the, when this uh, expedition was being formed. You recall um, Captain Collins uh, sort of giving you a sort of brief rundown of what the, you know, what the mission was going to be back when you were back at Earth, um, which I can recap now if that would be helpful. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> essentially, the uh, the Bermuda Cluster is a uh, well, it's a star cluster, but it's been cut off really from access um, from the rest of the galaxy for what the scientists believe to be about six hundred years, due to a sort of series of sort of subspace storms that are focused around it. So while it does look from the outside visually like any other cluster of stars um, warp travel into and out of the cluster has been uh, impossible um, so as a result nobody's been in there nobody knows what's uh, what's going on in there or anything like that uh, but over the last sort of 25 years the um, the intensity of the outer sort of storm uh, edge has kind of dropped a little bit well dropped to the point where Starfleet feels comfortable uh, attempting to um, mount an expedition again. It had been attempted before, uh, over a hundred years ago, and uh, any sort of ships that have tried to go in have been lost uh, while at warp. Um, so that's why why nobody's been there, basically. That's kind of all I'd said before, I think, really. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's the that's the super short version. The, uh, the Doctor continues. He says... Um, uh, as you all know, this is our sort of uncharted territory for us uh, here, uh, right on the, the border of the uh, Federation space as well, so uh, ripe for the uh, exploration. <laughs> um, he's a little nervous as he's uh, giving his presentation. You get the feeling he doesn't do a whole lot of public speaking. <laughs> the, uh, the role of the, the expedition is, uh, well, is a... Something that uh, your Starfleet types would be uh, useful, uh, uh, used to. Um, the purely seeing what's out there uh, we uh, uh, have never had a, a chance to um, investigate any of the uh, the star systems within the uh, the cluster itself and um, now that we think that we'll have uh, the ability to um, this is the time but um, specifically we are interested in why well firstly what um, what the source of the uh, the subspace storms have been um, and why they are now, uh, why they are now uh, abating? Really, what uh, what has changed in uh, six hundred years of uh, of, uh, of this? They've been uh, pretty much uh, a constant throughout. And uh, why have they dipped now? Um, so that would be the, the secondary objective, obviously, <laughs> exploring. Uh, whatever, how, how how do you put it? Strange new worlds. That's uh, that's uh, that's the primary here, uh, primary concern. He uh, presses a button on the uh, uh, on the control panel again, and um, the the three uh, D model of the cluster sort of zooms in, and uh, part of it begins uh, sort of it's it's highlighted and sort of uh, flashing. You can see here this is uh, this is one of our, our the closest sections of the cluster, and thankfully for us, this is uh, going to be our entry point. Um, we've taken to calling it the gateway, and it's. Uh, well, it, it's an area of, of the subspace uh, storm front that seems to have uh, weakened uh, significantly more than those around it. It's a very, a very narrow passageway through the storm, um, but we believe uh, we should be able to uh, 
uh, penetrate through wallop warp um, at least easier than anywhere else on the in the, in the cluster um, we uh, we are not a hundred percent sure but we believe once you're past the worst of it uh, and into the cluster itself then um, the uh, um, going should be a little easier we might be able to continue regular flight but uh, the, this this will be our entry point the gateway a lot of it's maybe going over Murphy's head because it's an awful lot of science talk as well. Yeah, yeah. That, like he's maybe getting getting into into like certain um, aspects of like of things that they've detected so far already. He's like, ooh. Yeah, that there's talk about kind of strengths of subspace storms and field strengths. Different. There's a lot of physics talk and that. For... Yeah, she's taking notes, but she's like storms. Yeah, stuff about. Um, subspace weirdness. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> Lit- writing stuff li- about <laughs> <laughs> the words stuff about subspace storms. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like um, Stormfront has been weakened. Um, allows is allowing us passage through a thing called the gateway. Question mark. <laughs> is it basically a tunnel? She's like, she's like little little notes at her side yeah. for notes as well, going what like for Ray when when she hands him the pad, going what does this mean? It does. I will say as well <laughs> on the three D representation, the bit that they called the gateway does kind of look like a tunnel through the outer edges of the storm, kind of thing. Okay, a yeah. bit almost that's like a riptide was... kind of thing. Yeah, that's what she was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's basically like a bit of the storm edge where it's sort of collapsing faster than the others that's going to maybe mm. be the easiest point to try and fly in you do notice as well the uh the i guess you sort you glancing around as you do this yeah 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 the, the science officers on the um the what the one raise opposite numbers they are taking you can see more in-depth notes than you're taking they know, they know what they're talking they about. know what they're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect feels like she's like came out of um like you've like you've walked into a language class and never studied the language before <laughs> and you're sitting there and everybody around you has, has like been in this class for maybe four years and you've maybe just joined it and you're like yeah i have no idea like you've maybe heard some of these words on a tv <laughs> yeah, program yeah but <laughs> you definitely can't speak the language so well yeah you could maybe say hello and ask where the library is <laughs> yeah I could tell you what a microscope is, yeah, <laughs> and how a cell is formed, and things like the basic, the, what the basic, power, what the powerhouse of the cell is, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Ray will appreciate any notes that you can take. Um, she, she's going to be honest with them and be like, "I don't know how useful any of my notes are going to be." Yeah, but I tried. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten for effort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you turned up it's better than Ray did. <laughs> He has an excuse. <laughs> oh, poor Ray. It's poor, <laughs> it's poor like... is what it is. You know, he's there sleeping in Sigbay instead of coming to briefings. He's in pain. <laughs> yeah. At this point, though, like, what what are Murphy's thoughts on everything? I kind of think internally, she's thinking, I really hope those storms don't pick back up. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's part, that's like always in the back of her mind, though. But that she knew that from like the get go because it's been six hundred years since the last time, and she's like, "Well, six hundred years is a long time to be stuck somewhere with no hope, of re- no hope and stuff of rescue." 
or mm. be able, it's, I would imagine it's like it would be like vo- the Voyager being stuck well not so much well, they were going to be 70 years at warp 9 wasn't it to get back yeah so it's even even more it would feel like it was longer and they'd only gone like 10 well you could go at sublight speeds it would just mm. take quite a while to get out of it <laughs> yeah so, yeah just, just kind of thinking in the back of the mind yeah okay fair enough Admiral Holt uh, steps back up to the podium at this point. The basic hierarchy and roles of the expedition will be thus. Overall command will fall to Captain Collins uh, aboard the USS Tenzing. Gives Collins a nod. The USS Nelson under Captain Richards will act as the expedition's vanguard. And finally, the USS Auckland under Captain Karata will act as fast support wherever needed as well as being responsible for the deployment of a subspace beacon network to allow contact between the expedition and Starfleet Command. We really have no idea what you'll find in there, so uh, open lines of communication will be key. Now, the next point is important. In light of the centuries of subspace disturbances, Starfleet has authorized a temporary amendment to General Order 1 for the expedition. It's unlikely that any civilizations you may encounter within the cluster have developed their own warp technology due to the conditions within. As such, the warp flight requirement for the Prime Directive is being temporarily suspended. Whether to make first contact will instead be down to the judgment and discretion of each of you captains. I don't need to tell you this is an unusual change, but given the unique circumstances, Starfleet Command has made this determination. Is that because they wouldn't be able to have a stable field? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's That That kind of makes sense. I mean, especially, like, given how tricky it was to navigate the Prime Directive in your, like, recent uh, incident with the Jotirans, uh the gravity of this uh, temporary amendment to the Directive uh, isn't lost on you. Mm. So... While the briefing's going on, then, Johnny and Arela, uh, where are you? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> well, Johnny's rushed back to quarters. Um, like, if, if Bond just reacted to his return... Bond is lying, um, uh, lying on his back with his eyes closed, sweating quite a lot, but with a, a glass of uh, water next to his bed and the warp core sounds are still playing. <laughs> okay, so Johnny rushes into the room... Um, and starts immediately getting changed and yeah continues if Bond has anything to say then he doesn't really react you get the feeling he's almost it's like he's passed out again (laughs) okay so yeah Johnny just gets changed then and rushes back as quick as possible to uh, sickbay okay I guess we're going on to the station then well who who are we going to speak to first are we going to speak to that um, the aristocrat that you mentioned just to recap for you the list of joint trill that you have to work from that uh, Murphy put together. Um, aboard the Tenzing, you've got Lieutenant Commander Fell, who's the Deputy Science Head and is the first host of a symbiote. Mm-hmm. Uh, aboard the station, though, you've got Lady Alara Rahl, uh, who's an 11th generation host. There's a Starfleet engineer named uh, Lieutenant Timo Char who is a fourth-generation host. And finally, uh, there's a business owner named Ula Paul, who is a sixth-generation host. Yeah. So that's your four names. 
I've got them all written down. <laughs> okay. Um, judging by the information that Lieutenant Commander Murphy uh, searched out, it does look like the aristocrat is probably our best bet of getting answers. I think I think we start with the aristocrat, and then we, if we need more information at that point, we'll go and speak to the lieutenant. Hi, Commander. On the station, is there a wave? Can we ask the computer where Lady Alara is? Um, yeah, I mean, once you're once you're on the station, yeah, you could ask the station computer for a sort of directory listing or something. Mm-hmm. Actually, just because she's slightly paranoid, uh, the doctor is going to go over to a console mm-hmm. to check, to ask where Lady Alara is, um, and to be shown on the map. Uh, roughly where that is sure. <laughs> because <laughs> because space stations are big yes um yeah i mean you you briefly went aboard deep space 3 last night for the reception and you even even just from looking out of the the window when you approach you know this is quite a big space station i mean the ship you're on is very big and the station is much bigger than the ship basically so, are you asking the are you asking the ship's computer? What are you What are you doing? How are you going about this? Is what I'm asking. Um, I'm going to go to the console rather than give a verbal command. Okay. Just rather than, um, you know, announcing to anyone within earshot so that yeah, for some reason a doctor is looking for an aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> starting rumors and gossip. Yeah, there's, there's Murphy's of... so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be, I wanted to be the detective. I'm the security officer. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> security officer here. <laughs> yeah, Johnny is as oh. well. <laughs> um, I feel bad about dragging you to the. Uh... <laughs> the briefing now, but as somebody it's needed right, to be it's there. Karma. Yeah. It's karma. It's <laughs> karma. <laughs> you wanted this just too much. <laughs> I wanted it too much. Yes, I did too much sleuthing in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, ty- typing in, you're able to bring up a uh, a, a map of the, uh, the station, and um, uh, Lady Alara Ral is uh, listed as VIP guest quarters. In uh, in this, surprisingly, you're a little um, surprised because the, the station does have extensive civilian sort of facilities and that, and hotels and things. She's listed as VIP guest quarters in the Federation section, the Starfleet section. Johnny walks over to the uh, terminal and sees this information and kind of like stiffens up and gives his uniform the old tug <laughs> to straighten up. Um, and says oh well this looks like we're going to be dealing with some fancy people here oh yeah hopefully they will be informative fingers crossed as as we start walking uh, to get there um, I'm going to fill Johnny in a little bit on what's going on mm-hmm. um, because he's going to find out once I start asking questions anyway yeah. <laughs> so I mean, Johnny doesn't. Johnny rarely gets briefed on what's happening, so I suppose this is. This is yeah, he's, he's really attentive yeah. on that front, and 
we don't need to necessarily have you recap what's gone on, but like, yeah, he he listens attentively and is is concerned. And uh, likely, there's some part of him, there's some inkling of, I'm I'm getting into the inner circle here. There's a little <laughs> bit of a feeling of that, but at the same time, he, he's like, still, the concern is the overwhelming thing. Okay, so uh, we can sort of say then it doesn't take you too long to find your way uh, through the station, especially with uh, Lady uh, Lady Ryle staying in the, um, the Starfleet section. It's fairly straightforward to find your way through to uh, to her quarters. It does look like quite a fancy area, I will say. I mean, it, it's sort of decked out with the you know the sort of standard Starfleet fixings and whatnot and the standard design of that but you know there's just quite a nice carpet and everything it's it just it doesn't look like okay well here's just another corridor with a bunch of crew quarters in it this is you know it looks like oh this is nice bit mm-hmm. the doors are quite widely spaced apart so you would guess that these are quite large quarters on this area and everything and it's easy to get turned around in these space stations. Um, you've got a vague idea that, yeah, they would all be... F- where they are, they would all have some quite extensive windows out into space and everything. So, you find yourself at the door. Johnny's feeling very apprehensive. Mm. Uh, this is, again, like a feeling... A little bit of a fish-out-of-water feeling. This isn't the type of people that he's been around particularly. So he's, he's yeah, a little anxious at the door, and he looks towards Commander Arela the expectant look again of sort of like well you're in charge which one of us <laughs> is going to press the button is this the conversation that's happening <laughs> pretty much in, in visual terms like yeah he, he's just giving the awkward look of like well you go for it <laughs> so Irula takes a deep breath and then puts on her most professional doctor's face uh, and presses the button but the door is very quickly answered by a um, an older gentleman, Ooh. tough to gauge the age, uh, but also Trill, in a quite well-appointed sort of suit. Ooh. Can I help you? Hello. I am Commander Irila, the doctor on board one of the ships uh, currently uh, stationed here. Um, we were hoping that we might be able to get some background medical information. One of our uh, officers is a joint trill who is um, experiencing issues that we cannot find any documentation for. Do you have an appointment to see Lady Ral? Uh No, unfortunately not. The situation uh, occurred a few hours ago. I'm afraid that the lady is, is quite busy. Without an appointment, I, I'm not sure we can accommodate you. From the background, you hear a sort of call, Curie, who is it? And um, the, the gentleman turns and says, uh, Some Starfleet personnel, uh, madam. Um, I was just informing them that you are quite busy this morning and uh, unable to uh, unable to see them without an appointment. You hear... Oh, what nonsense. We're not meeting the Admiral for another hour. Please, see to some refreshments for our guests. Stepping to the uh, the doorway is uh, a quite... Um, I don't want to say fancily dressed, but it's sort of in simple clothes, but like 
you can tell they're well made. Do they look handmade? Um, well, I was going to say, yeah, that, the clothes, the, they're simple, but they look expensive in a way that, like... This the quality. Is, yes, this is a high-quality outfit, but, like, it looks simple, but it's the kind of simple where, like... It cost a fortune yeah, for it to yeah, it, co- it costs a fortune to look like it's very cheap. Um, and wearing it with a, quite an elegant sort of necklace on, a, um, I'd say, early middle-aged trill lady, who you, I guess... I don't know. Doctor, did you see her at the... I don't know if you would have seen her at the reception last night. I um, don't think so. No, because you, you, you only briefly arrived and then Ray was having his trouble and you left again. Yeah, because yeah. we were already at the table uh, yeah. with our drinks when she came in through the door. So yeah. I don't think you really would have seen her. Unless she's her at the end. Yeah, all I'm thinking is that when the Doctor arrived at the reception, you, you arrived in time to see the captains talking... And then Murphy was like, Doctor, we need your help. <laughs> so I don't think you would have seen this lady, but um, the, this seems to be the, the lady who you were seeking. Um, she says, uh, my apologies for Curie. He can be quite zealous with my schedule. That is fine. Thank you, my lady. I am Commander Irila of the USS Tenzing, and this is one of our security ensigns. Uh, we were hoping to be able to talk to you about something today. Um, may we step inside? Uh, it concerns uh, an officer's medical information. Of course, won't you come in? She welcomes you into her guest quarters, and uh, now you're in here, you can see that actually this is a quite lavish suite of rooms. Uh, Johnny, you'd, you'd know from escorting the Dratirans around previously uh, what the Tenzing's VIP quarters are like, and uh, these seem noticeably bigger than the ones aboard ship, uh, nice as they are. <laughs> uh, this is essentially a, a quite large apartment. Uh, the main chamber, uh, which Lady Ral leads you into, is a wide, finely appointed living space, uh, one whole wall of which is taken up by a spectacular viewport looking out into space around the station. Uh, in fact, as you step inside and uh, can't help but take in this view, uh, you can actually see the Tenzing from here, uh, docked a little further around the station circumference. She uh, she walks over to a lounge area of uh, several comfortable-looking chairs uh, arranged around a glass coffee table. Please, have a seat. Uh, Curie should have some refreshments for us shortly. And she sits in one of the chairs herself. Um, Johnny does so. The doctor smiles and sits... Firstly, thank you for speaking to us. Uh, this... I'm not sure if this might be a... a somewhat sensitive topic. Um, my colleague has been... His symbiont was in an accident uh, while with a previous host. And his current host is experiencing the pain Sim- similar to um, a phantom amputee type pain um, from an accident that happened to the previous host If you don't mind me asking, what is your colleague's name? Uh, Lieutenant Commander Sabine Ray Ray, Ray Hmm. No, I don't believe we've met, but uh Then again, there are quite a few of us. Please, continue. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find any accessible medical information 
um, to look at how best to treat uh, my colleague. Is this something which is... Is this something you have come across? She looks pensive for a moment. Um, when you when you say about uh, accessible information, you you get a kind of mixture of sort of annoyance and amusement combined, but not directed at you. If that makes sense. Okay. She leans forward in her seat a little bit, and um, she's she's looking at you quite intently now as she continues. Tell me, Doctor, what do you know of the Trill Symbiosis Commission? Well, we don't know very much. Um, we know that the committee exists and that it's in charge of the the selection and the process. Um, but, as I'm sure you're aware, very little of any detail is made publicly available. Um and what little there is, I haven't been able to see anything that explains my colleague's condition. The Commission is one of the main pillars of Trill society. You may know that only a small fraction of our species is capable of undergoing the joining ritual, and it is the Commission who identify and train potential hosts ensuring that only those most capable of handling the responsibility of the joining are matched to a symbiote. They guard their secrets closely. The act of joining and continuing the chain of lives of the symbiotes is seen as something of a sacred calling and duty by many, not least those in the Commission. I am afraid you will find it very hard to get the answers you are seeking outside of the Commission themselves. Surely there has to be someone that we would be able to talk to um she just kind of regards you for a second perhaps if you would indulge me doctor in a hypothetical it is said that many of your own people can feel the emotions of those around you a select few able to read minds completely i hear and yet there is much of this i'm sure that your people do not speak of with those not of delta were our positions reversed and I were asking for the secrets of the Deltons, what would your response be? Really, it would... How I would feel and respond would depend on the reasons that the person is asking me. If it's idle curiosity, then no, I probably wouldn't tell them anything. However, if it's information where someone's life is at stake and I can give information that may save that patient of course I would answer Irila can I get a presence command check from you then uh, difficulty 2 I think okay that's a 9 and an 8 okay Lady Ral nods slowly hmm a most interesting answer it just so happens my seventh host, Vienna, in her own time, sat on the Symbiosis Evaluation Board. I may be able to help you with what you seek. Thank you. I can make no guarantees, you must understand. The condition of your colleague, as you have described, is unfamiliar to me. 
but I would be happy to examine him. Uh, certainly. Um, is there any particular time which would suit you best? I have a lunch engagement with the Admiral and uh, certain other Starfleet uh, members in an hour or so, but perhaps I could come by this afternoon at some point. Forgive me, which ship was it you said you were from? Uh, we're on the USS Tenzing. Ah, yes, of the expedition, isn't it? I believe I had the honour of speaking to your captain at the reception last night, uh, although I don't believe you and I had the pleasure. No, I was called away unexpectedly that evening. A shame. Ah, here comes Curie with the drinks. You see, Curie has reappeared with a, a tray of <laughs> um, variety of... looks to be teas on it. She sort of gestures towards the table and he, uh, he puts the... Um, the tray down on it and shuffles off. She picks up a glass of what it looks to be some kind of uh, some kind of tea and um, sips at it, sort of again looking thoughtful, not dismissive, but sort of. Mm. There are two other cups on there as well. If you if you yeah. two would like them, but it's not like he's just brought her a drink. And gone. <laughs> I mean, that would be a very clear dismissal. It's oh, a power move. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Johnny picks up his glass then and uh, takes a sniff. Has he had this before? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Um, how does this smell to his palate? Um, it's a little richer than than you're used to. I don't know. He, he, what is Johnny? Johnny strikes me more as a, a coffee drinker than a tea drinker. If it comes to hot drinks at all. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. For extra energy. That's what he'd be going for. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it, it's maybe a little fancier than you're used to. He tentatively takes a sip then. Yeah, I mean, it's nice, but it's yeah, you haven't really had anything like this before. It's clearly it's not replicated either. This is made from real ingredients. Oh, if if he happens to catch the lady's eye, then he'll give a polite nod as he kind of sips the drink. What do you make of it, Ensign? It's interesting. I've not had this before. Yes, I'd imagine you have not. Uh, the leaves of this blend are grown specially on my family estate. Vila quickly has a set. Um, it's wonderful tea. Goodness. Well, it's been a long time since I had anything of this quality. I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, this year's crop was most fruitful, I'm told. I shall have to ask Curie to send a consignment to your ship for you. Up until this point, Johnny's been pretty stiff in the chair. But drinking the tea, he kind of sits back and relaxes. And puts crosses a leg. And just kind of sits back and... Yeah. <laughs> waits to see if this, this lady's going to tell stories or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I suspect people... Um... Uh, finish our tea and politely excuse ourselves. Mm. Um, yeah, Arila, Arila is kind of kind of wanting to get both of us out of there. Okay. Before we can say something that might like screw up our chances of her helping, basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> before one of us puts our foot in it. Yeah. <laughs> Accidentally offends her or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's what I'll say then. Here's what I'll say. So. You don't get like a bad feeling off of her in terms of like empathically or otherwise, um, but she does seem, although she's friendly, she does seem very guarded in terms of 
like she's it's almost like she's putting on not like a front but like it's a friendly face but she only is saying what she wants to say that makes sense. I can imagine the type, the the, yeah. the kind of the rich folk that have salons and that kind of stuff, where yes. they meet a lot of people and they have to carouse a lot. Yeah, but yeah, they're good at put, putting up a front. Yeah, our symbiote is also like quite old, like eleven generations as well, so she's gonna have information about the trill that the trill don't want to be shared. Yeah, you would get. You definitely thing. got when I would say. The the what was not being said when she said, "Oh, I might have some information that might be helpful." You, the insinuation I think could be made there. If she's saying she, one of her previous hosts was on the board of the Symbiosis Commission, it would be very yeah. strange if she didn't know anything about this. Yes, mm-hmm. she knows something about it. She's not going to tell us mm-hmm. if there's any possible way around it. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the vibe that you could probably pick up on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you, you, the pair of you finish your tea and you sort of politely excuse yourself. And again, she, she, she's courteous and friendly and that and everything. And um, you don't pick up... I would say you don't pick up any malice off of her or um, there's a low level of impatience from Curie, her, her butler. Um, but you put that down to just general butlering. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, were, you were an unexpected guest nanny. and um, he he's very focused on her schedule and things mm-hmm. and we have eaten into her preparation time yes yeah you can picture him ushering us out kind of quickly to to get on with the day yes basically um yeah and the, and the two of you find yourselves back in the corridor well i guess we'll uh we'll be coming back later see if we well, get some more tea i suppose well hopefully she'll be coming to us i would rather mm-hmm. not wait ray too early um, I see no reason for him to be in distress while waiting I, I agree well we should uh, head on and check out some of these other leads um I think we could probably leave that until after Lady Alara Ral has had a chance to to visit um, I don't think we're going to find anyone more knowledgeable than a former council member of the symbiosis commission that's right at the very top Uh, that's fair johnny looks a little bit crestfallen like he was ready to go on and play investigations and all the rest of the stuff kind of in the same way murphy like they're security officers there's there's a certain amount of oh we've got leads and all that kind of stuff we should be following this but he's a little bit crestfallen the doctor gives him a pat on the shoulder like (laughs) Well, if we need to do more investigating, I will be definitely let you know. He brightens up. Hi, Commander. Yeah, you, you and Murphy can find another mystery to... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have our chance. <laughs> well, what should, what should we do in the meantime, Commander? Well, as far as I'm aware, your time is your own today. Well, that's true. Um, what time should we reconvene? If the lady is having lunch with the Admiral, not before 1400 hours, I would imagine. Uh, it, do you want to fill in uh, Lieutenant Commander Murphy? Uh, aye, sir. Evila smiles and 
She's like, that's fine. I give Johnny a task that will keep him out of trouble. She's <laughs> trying to get rid of, get rid of Johnny. <laughs> Not to get rid of him. More one of yeah. us should update Murphy. Yeah, and no, no, that's fair. <laughs> one of us will have... One of us will gain more benefit from it than the other. Yeah. Plus a really can go and have a nap, I guess. Yep. <laughs> I've not slept properly yet. Um, okay, so Johnny uh, says, um, Computer, where is uh, Lieutenant Commander Murphy? Lieutenant Commander Murphy is in the main auditorium. So Johnny gives Irila a nod and turns about and heads off to try and catch Murphy on the way out. Okay. So let's say that really you're able to just head back to the ship. Johnny, it doesn't take you long to get there, and it's a closed door with a there is a uh, red sort of um, warning sign on the on the panel outside saying uh, "Briefing in progress, do not enter." There is a uh, st- there's a pair of Starfleet security officers, one on either side of the door. Um, you're in uniform, thankfully, so it's it's weird. It's not like you're rocking up in your party clothes or anything. <laughs> um, they both sort of give you a nod as you approach to Ensign is it still morning or is it afternoon right oh, now it's sort of still morning I guess because we were talking about mid morning yeah okay um, oh good morning um, I'm just uh, here waiting for one of my commanding officers got some information that I need to give to them uh, I'm sure the, uh, the the briefing shouldn't last too much longer they've been in there a while this is another Ensign who's talking to you so he's not like yeah he doesn't have any more information than you have about what's going on in the briefing, only that it's it's going on in a while. And there's a bit of a kind of, okay, we're all the same level here sort of thing. Okay. So it says, uh, feel, free to, feel free to wait, I guess. <laughs> Will do. Johnny's going to kind of just wait diligently. He's going to kind of take a attentive stance kind of off to the side of these guys. Uh, yeah, you're joining in the security stance lineup. Yeah, yeah, to some extent. Fair enough. <laughs> See who can who can who can flex the most. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Murphy, then um, inside the the briefing is being brought to a close by the admiral, and um, the the last thing that's sort of added is that the uh, the team from uh, the Daystrom Institute will be joining the expedition. They will be coming along with you mm-hmm. aboard the Tenzing. It's a, it's a small group. It's it's four or five scientists and that and. Um, it's kept a bit vague, but the understanding is that they're sort of going to be acting independently, but also slightly deferring to Starfleet, but kind of doing their own thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They've got their own, like, research aims and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, completely separate from the the, the general aims of the yeah. expedition, but, like, they have their own specific experiments and things they maybe want to be getting on with and that. And as the Institute was the one that sort of proposed the expedition in the first place they kind of want to have uh, somebody there mm-hmm. so yeah the the uh the briefing begins to sort of break up as uh, yourself and collins and talin um kind of leave the seating area the uh, admiral uh, comes forward and says uh, collins i uh, have a lunch appointment with uh, lady ral uh, very shortly uh, wondered if you wanted to join us sounds wonderful sir i'll be uh, honored to attend uh, Commander Talin, uh, are you happy to return to the Tenzing and begin preparations? Yes, Captain. Commander Murphy and I will begin work immediately. Sir? So, as the uh, the Captain stays with the Admiral to go to lunch, uh, you and Talin head for the door. 
As you step outside, you're surprised to find Johnny waiting for you. Surprised, but also kind of like um, a little bit worried at the same time. Going, yeah, why are you here? <laughs> it's more in a like you weren't expecting him to be there, rather than like, what are you doing? You know, Johnny. You know, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yep. Ensign, uh, Lieutenant Commander. Uh, I've got a update on the um, situation. We spoke to yeah. Lady Raal and um, we've arranged a appointment for this afternoon. Uh, it seems like she might be a good lead on this. And she she seemed quite guarded when we spoke to her, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see what kind of information she's willing to give. Trills. They're a secretive bunch. They're all nice and bouncy and friendly on the outside, but underneath, they just have the same secrets everybody else does. She'll tell us what we need to know eventually. Only only if we need to know. As long as it helps, Ray. I'm not fussed what she has to say. <laughs> as long as it helps. Well, here's hoping. Tillin has raised an eyebrow at your they're all fun and bouncy on the outside comment. <laughs> <laughs> She's just going to glance at Terrell and be like, you know I'm right, Commander. I would not want to comment on the bounciness of Trills, Lieutenant Commander. <laughs> She's going to give her a sly look going, what does that mean? <laughs> but she's not going to ask that question out loud. It's <laughs> about as close to a joke as you've heard to Lynn make. <laughs> yeah, that's why she's kind of like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then she's going to turn back to Johnny and be like, Huh. Okay. Um, thank you, Ensign. Um, I believe it's your day off. Hi, sir. Go. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and he kind of turns about and heads off back to quarters. Murphy's just going to turn to Lynn and be like, so eager, bouncy right <laughs> <laughs> again she's just sort of eyebrow and inclines her head and <laughs> I don't think she would have anything to say to that she's sort of just raise an eyebrow yeah. and just be like gives the classic Spock look yeah it's the, yeah. Cla- it's the classic Spock look <laughs> sort of thing <laughs> Murphy's just going to chuckle and is like shall we commander indeed lieutenant commander shall we and I guess you all head well I don't know where Johnny's going but you all head <laughs> off to <laughs> yeah back, back the quarters to begin with yeah Okay, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, July 14th for the continuation of this story. And, uh, yeah, we hope you'll all join us for that. In the meantime, you can find links to all of our online presences, including our Discord server, our merch store, our Ko-Fi page, and more at uh, pretendingwithdice.com. So, yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. See you next time. 